This is episode number 15 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast, and today you get to hear our first ever evaluation episode. Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm Bob Patterson, your host, and with me, as usual, is Ashley Huntsberger, the editor of Street Photography Magazine. How are you, Ashley? Doing good. Hey, everybody. Yeah, we are here on a holiday week, and we have a special guest with us today. And this is a very special episode. It's the first of its kind. We're doing our first ever evaluation episode or critique episode. I don't know what we're going to call it yet. And our first volunteer comes to us all the way from New Zealand, from Christchurch, New Zealand. He's a Kiwi. It's Jake Metzger. Um, Jake reached out to me a while ago, and uh, he did something a lot of people do. We get, uh, well, wait a minute, before I get into that, let's introduce Jake. Jake, how are you? Welcome. Hi, guys. I'm good, thank you. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad you're awake in the middle of the night when you, <laughs> have, to, when you have to go to work in the morning. It's 1 o'clock in the I'm... morning, Jake's time. Go ahead. You were saying I'm wide awake. You're wide awake. That's good. That's good. Well, you'll be even wider awake in a few minutes. <laughs> then you you probably won't go That's back to good. sleep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, we have um, we get almost daily. I, I I get at least one email a day. People sending me their link to their website and saying, "Take a look at my photographs and tell me what you think." Which you know. We do that all day long, um, but it's impossible to do just time-wise. And, uh, you know, when you have a broad question like that, it's, it's kind of hard to deal with. But Ashley and I have been talking about this for a while. That, you know, there's a real need for people to get um, honest evaluation uh, evaluations of their photography. Um, you can go on Flickr and post photos and and if you're active and you follow lots of people, other people look at your photos and say, nice shot. And that's about as helpful as nothing. Um, you know, or you can pay yeah. to have evaluations. Now, yeah, you've done that, Jake? Yeah, I have. When I was uh, a few years ago, I'm 22 now. Um, and so when I first sort of made my a big trip overseas i took some photos while i was in in new york city and and so posted a bunch of photos to fl to flicker and 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 you're right it was either either you get back nice shot or um this is this is terrible <laughs> that's about and so, um, <laughs> when, when you're uh when you're a high school student or or you're a young um sort of uh, wannabe photographer and in new zealand um it's not to say that there aren't the outlets here where you, where you can't um, get some criticism and some constructive criticism. It is it is hard. Um, so so finding uh, somewhere to, to 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 get some constructive feedback um, can be surprisingly difficult at times. I guess it's the same in in any industry. Um, so it's it's wonderful to to have the opportunity um, to participate in something like this. Yeah, on the internet. At least on the public sites, you, I think it's a combination of trolls, people who just mm -hmm. bash you because they're mean, or moms. You know, it's like your mom. <laughs> they love everything you do. I'm going to hang it on the refrigerator. Yeah. 
Yes, that's very true. <laughs> so, I, so I like to, like uh, to to do it a little, be a little in between. Yeah, yes, but that's yeah. Uh, that's interesting. That happened to you. So we, as a matter of fact, we did um, we did a podcast episode about where to get good criticism, and that episode, I think we had three times more than the usual downloads from that episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, I mean, that just shows you there is a real need and a desire for this. You know. Absolutely. You know, I mean, as photographers, we all want to get better, and so what do we do? You know, well, we buy more gear. At least that's the American way. You know, let's go spend some money and, and we'll get better. You know, yeah. buy more gear or get training, which is very good. You know, attend workshops, take courses. Uh, or, you know, we seek input. And that's what we want to do here is provide some, provide some input. Yeah, it's getting, it's, getting the, it's getting the input part that is, that is the hard part, um, which is great. Well, it's great to do this because the gear thing is, is usually pretty easy. You, you go to, you know, yeah. DP review or Petapixel or something, and you can, you can read about Bokeron lenses for an hour and a half if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah plus in street photography, gear is less of an issue. Some, there are some amazing street photographers who are walking around with just their cell phone. Right, so, exactly. More a matter of technique almost than gear. Absolutely. <laughs> Even though yes. we try to fix ourselves with gear in the States. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Throw a little money at it, and that'll take care of the problem. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, uh, Jake's from New Zealand. He is interested in becoming a photojournalist, which is a very noble profession, I believe. And um, so why don't you fill in the gaps a little bit? Uh, tell us your journey in photography, how you got here. and, and um, Well, you... like I said, I'm, I'm 22 now. So I've grown up in – I was born and, and raised in, in Christchurch, um, which is a, a little uh, city of about 300,000 people or so um, in the, about halfway up in the South Island of New Zealand. Um, and so Christchurch is a kind of crazy town. Um, about five years ago, we had a, a major earthquake here that killed about 170 to 180 people. Um, so the whole town is kind of uh, this, it's not necessarily a ghost town, but there are parts of it that feel like that because it's sort of rebuilding at different stages and mm. and it's taking a while. And like, like anything, it's a lot of it's caught up in, in, in a whole lot of bureaucratic mess. Um, so I sort of began getting into photography when I was in, early, in my early teens and taking delightful photos of flowers and, and sunsets and stuff like you do. Um, but it probably wasn't until I went on holiday on that trip to New York and started wandering around with – I bought a, a, a Fuji X100 uh, when they first when they first came out, which was a sort of cool retro throwback cameras that Fuji did, and and wandered around in New York and and snapped a whole bunch of stuff, and wasn't quite sure why I wanted to take photos of people on the street there, but knew that somehow I was inherently interested in them, um, and from then on I was sort of just trying to craft some technique, and I took a couple of years off, and um, as I sort of lost the interest for street photography here in, here in Christchurch because it was a bit quiet. Um, but it wasn't until, again, when I, when I went overseas um, this year, I 
took a trip to to Asia, um, and then another trip again to Melbourne, and and really started to sort of find my interest properly for the street stuff. Um, I'd been doing commercial work on the side here, photographing restaurants and and the things, and and I enjoyed it, um, and it was nice. But I realised quite quickly that my passion sort of lay with with photographing people um, and and pursuing some more documentary work. Um, so yeah, so the idea is is to push into to photojournalism, um, which is is either a noble career and a nice, wise career choice, <laughs> or it's you're the worst person in the world. It depends on which person you ask at a Trump rally. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's an industry that, that's um, becoming in, in, increasingly more difficult to get into um, everywhere, but particularly in New Zealand. Um, so, But weirdly, that's kind of the reason that I'm, I'm drawn to it. Um, we sort of now more than ever need need journalists and we need need photojournalists particularly. So, yeah. yes, that's something I'm, I'm trying to pursue currently. Yes, definitely now more than ever, at least uh, at least in this country for sure. The um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just I saw an article yesterday about there was a uh, when the Russian envoy was shot in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you saw that story. There was a photojournalist there, and yeah, Bohan Osilovs. I yeah. said his name wrong. Yeah, I, I I saw an interview with him late last night. I uh, just didn't catch the whole thing, but I saw the photograph and I thought, wow, this guy has has cojones, right? Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't want that to was, hear it. So. <laughs> that looked quite terrible. That was they, those photos were. Um, were incredible. They look like something from a James Bond movie. They it was, did. Yes, that's a good. Thing. But now there's a photojournalist that's uh, dedicated. He seemed pretty calm about it. Uh, he said, yeah. "Well, I guess when it's unfolding, you you don't realize what danger you're in." But but yeah. that's that, um, I imagine incredibly easy to say in in hindsight and in retrospect. But in the moment, must be uh, yeah. You got like you say, you got to have some cojones to to just keep photographing this someone's lying dead on the ground in front of you. Yeah, I guess if you shoot me, don't hit the memory card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least I'll go out with, a, with a, a bang. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah, I, I know. I almost stopped myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, so that's, that's, that's me, really. It's, um, it's not, not too much more than that. I'm, I'm just, yeah, trying, trying to push into photojournalism. It's something that I have a, have a huge passion for, both in, um, photographically and, and, and then just um, I, I like to write as well. So, yeah. So why not combine yeah. the two? Even better. Well, let's hope we can be helpful in that. And do, do you plan to go to school for photojournalism, or have you already done that? No, there are. I do do want to go to school. Um, there are a couple of schools that I was looking at. In in um, July next year, I'm heading to Mexico for a week. Um, I've for a workshop run by um, Foundry Workshops. Um, they do sort of photojournalism workshops all around the world. Um, I think last year's one was in Cape Town. So, so that's quite cool. That'll be my first proper photojournalism based. Um, thing really you've got about a week to find a story and find a translator and a fixer and and shoot your story and edit your story and write your story um, within about six days in Mexico so 
that'll be challenging and, and slightly terrifying, but um, it's good. I'm excited. Well, I, I'll give you the name of somebody to look up when you're there. He's lived there for about mm-hmm. 30 years. He's a photojournalist. Okay. And he's from, matter of fact, I interviewed him a couple of months ago. Yeah. I'll just say his name right now, Keith Dana Miller. I interviewed him, and then a Baryonyx interviewed him on the Candid Frame. So catch that. Keith, Good guy. Keith Dana? Yeah, Keith Dana Miller. He's a photojournalist yeah, from Mexico really City. Yeah. Excellent project. Yes. Fantastic. I'll look him up. I just did a wee Google search in the background. So okay. sitting there. Good guy. Very good guy. He's from my area. Anyway, I don't want to digress too much, but uh, that's cool. Well, if you decide you want to go to college for it, one of the best photojournalism schools in the world is right here in my state. Matter of fact, my alma mater, Ohio University. I read I read that Ohio had quite a good um it's very photojournalism. Good. Yeah. Of course, yeah. My son went there. He uh, he's uh, graduated as a photojournalist from the Scripps School of Journalism. Oh, right, yeah. Because obviously the immediate place that I wanted to go, obviously, um, and I was just chatting to a guy from Colorado who mm-hmm. runs the, um, who works at the university, one of the universities there, and he, was, uh, he runs an environmental, uh, Center for Environmental Journalism. And I told him that I said, oh, yeah, no, I was looking at um, the International Center of Photography in New York. And he kind of chuckled, he kind of chuckled and said, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Well, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, that's that's a good school. It's a good school. Uh, the rent's a little high, but it's a great yeah, school. Just a touch. Just a touch. Just so, a yeah. little bit. So I'm yeah. trying to do some research to find out find out uh, a little more about where's good in the states, um, school wise. So that's good to know that Ohio is yeah. is a good place to go. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Beautiful country too down there. Okay. So anyway. Let's talk about this evaluation. So here's, this is our first ever. And I told Jake before we started that we're probably more nervous about this than he is. <laughs> so what are you going to get? Well, we're going to, who's evaluating you? Um, well, I'll tell you what, we are, we're not academic. I'll tell you what we're not. We're not academics. So we're not going to talk like academics. I'm mean, nothing wrong with it, by the way. Neither one of us has, has shot a single photograph for National Geographic. <laughs> um, and But we do look at photographs every day. We know what we like. We know what we don't like. We're going to just give our honest personal opinion uh, in plain English. And unfortunately for you, Jake, it's going to be plain American English. So. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I can, I can make. I can do with plain American English. Yeah. So, um, so we're just gonna we're gonna give you our personal opinion. It may be right. It may be wrong. It's just just what we think and how how it affects us and how how we feel about it. And um, then we'll publish the photos in the article, little snippets of our opinions, and uh, we'll take it from there. And we'll ask for your input as we go. Now, we had a program here in the U.S. I know they used to have it in England, too. It's American Idol. Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> and in England, I forget what they called it, something other, something else idol. Well, anyway, so there are three panelists in its heyday. We had um, Paula Abdul, Randy Simon Jackson. Cow. Huh? 
and Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so who are these people? Well, Paula Abdul, she was like mom. You know, she liked everything. She couldn't. She couldn't give somebody, um, not negative feedback, but quality feedback. If if you paid her, I don't think. You know, she liked everything. You know, and then there was Simon, who was pretty snarky. He did give good feedback, but you know, he was sort of comic relief, I think. And then right in the middle was Randy Jackson. Randy is a, just a just a normal guy, um, very honest, very decent guy. He really knew his stuff. He knows music very well. And he always gave very good quality feedback. He always told honestly what he liked and what he didn't like and gave good suggestions. So that's what you're going to get now. You're going to get a couple of Randy Jacksons. <laughs> Hopefully. No Simons, no Paulas. Yeah. It's not, it's not like going to DP Review and listening to people trolling about some lens or something like that. So. Okay, so that's what you're going to get. So uh, we won't, won't talk too much about tech. Now, one thing, it's, it's hard to evaluate street photography because you don't control the environment. I mean, you're in the middle of chaos, right? And things you want to happen maybe don't happen to make the perfect photograph. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll talk about some things, some things you, you would have absolutely no control over, but still affects the photograph. So, so Ashley, why don't you go first? Uh, you're going to throw me under the bus like that? Ladies first. Well, I mean, I'm happy to go first, but, uh, you know. We're going to start with a photograph titled Kathmandu. Obviously, it takes place in Kathmandu. So, Ashley, you start. And when you're done, then right. I'll take my turn. And Jake, you're welcome to chime in anytime. Let's go for it. Okay, so first of all, congratulations on catching Kathmandu like this. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of the city with so few people at it. So I felt like it was super unique. Um, what time of day was it exactly? Um, I know you said it was morning, but... Yeah, this would have been a, a this would have been sort of early-ish morning, 9 a.m. or something. I was just about to go okay. in. I think I'd gotten some breakfast about an hour before. So, yeah, it was it was in the morning, but not super early. Yeah. One thing I really like about this image is I feel like it has, mm, I would say, contrast in the story it tells. Uh, the city feels more real to me with fewer people. Uh, the way the man's carrying his back, it's kind of, like a glimpse at real life in Kathmandu. I feel like so many people come away with images uh, that are seen with a tourist's eye. And this feels more real to me. Um, like we're catching a, gl a glimpse of the real people going about their daily life in the city. At the same time, it feels a bit mysterious to me. Um, the shadows are really, uh, they kind of obscure the stores and the things that are on the street there. Uh, the man, you only see him from the back, right? So you don't really know who he is. His body's kind of obscured by what he's carrying. You're not really sure what's in that sack he's carrying either. <laughs> so I like the contrast, that it feels kind of real, but at the same time mysterious. And then the last thing that I really like, I like how the buildings, the tall buildings, and the way you've captured the angle of the street, it kind of draws your eye upwards and makes you feel like you're a tiny little person in the middle of this giant city. Um, so I really like those things about this image. It's, it's, a very, it's a very classic image. I feel like it's timeless. 
Um, it's very journalistic, too. So great image. Really like it. Thank you. Thanks, actually. So are, you, do- good. are you done, Paula? I'm done. I think it's just Paula. I'm trying to be Randy, but... <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to throw this out here. That When I was looking at these images, I, I found it really difficult to find not negative points, but suggestions to improve. And I think the reason is, one, because they're great photos, but two, because street photography is so subjective that it's hard to tell someone their perspective is wrong or could be better. Because it's very much your perspective and how you see the city. So I'm going to try not to be too follow, but I'm leaning that way, just to be honest. (laughs) Most of most of this most of the stuff you picked up on was stuff that uh, I was sort of trying to convey. Anyway, like I said in the, in the we um, we blurb I put with it was was that it was it was incredibly quiet um, when I came when I saw him walk past and it had been sort of chaotic um, at every moment up until then, and so you do feel sort of slightly consumed um, by Kathmandu, particularly in in, in that main touristy bit. Um, it's slightly intoxicating at times. So, um, so no, thank you. The um, all right. Let me tell you what I see here, and I I like this one as well. And I have to echo a lot of things that Ashley said. And I really liked how you caught the guy coming into the light. Looks like he was walking out of a shadowed area right into the light, and you caught him with a light right on the back of the bag. I think it was just perfect timing on your part. And uh, did did you crop this a little bit? Uh, yeah, mildly. Okay. It was a little, little, little further back. Yeah, I think I, I, I like how you did it because it made it feel tight. It made me feel like I'm in this tight, narrow street and a little confined. And, and you see the little the characters up ahead. Um, you think, who are they? There's one guy who looks like, looks like he's waiting for the guy with the bag, like, I'm going to hit him over the head and take his bag of potatoes or whatever. <laughs> but um, one thing that, that happened to I would have taken this shot, too. I always, when I look at him, I think, would I have taken that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have taken it. There's one thing that 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 messes it up, and it's completely out of your control, and it's that damn truck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> If that truck, yeah. I mean, we can say this about almost anything we shoot on the street. If that thing wasn't there, you'd have this guy's dark head against the light street up ahead, and I, you know, he would just really jump out in the frame. Yeah, and his head, you know, because of the tone, and his head is the same tone as the truck. It blends in, and you really, on first glance, can't see it. So what that does. It was causing my eye to go from the back of his bag and travel up the frame into the light part where the building is back there. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you could clone it out. It would probably take you days to do it, which, you know, then that's not the real not the real story you told. But it's one of those things. If you waited for the truck to get out of the way, or maybe it was stopped, then he would have moved on. I mean, so you had to take it then. But it's that damn truck. It's not your fault. I know. It's the thing that it's the thing that infuriates me most about this image. I remember I took a couple, and in one he was either too close or wasn't quite walking, and his feet weren't quite in the right position. And 
And the other one, he looked a little better, but there were a ton of other people around, like the, the people had walked out of the shops at that point. And then, and so I just, this was the one that was, um, that was, was the best one, but yeah, the truck is, is, is annoying. Yeah. At first glance, he does look like a headless man. <laughs> <laughs> what did you shoot this with? Uh, I have a, a Fuji X-T1. It's a long story. I took away a, a DSLR with me and I, when I was in Vietnam, I dropped it and smashed the front of it and oh, man. knocked the body around. Oh. And so um, I had to send it back to New Zealand for repair. And so um, the nice thing about that was that I got to sort of, I just picked a camera while I was away and claimed it on insurance. Um, and I needed something less cumbersome. So I bought a little, little Fuji X-T1 camera, which was fantastic. Yeah, I have one. I love it. I love it. What, oh, great. what, what so lens? Cool. Uh, this, this was the... I, this one's the 35 f2, I think, from memory. Oh, yeah, f2. Okay, yeah. Doesn't matter, but I just want. I, really, I was more interested in the focal length, so that's good. Yeah, it's about a 50 mil. Yeah, it is good. Good choice. Good combination. Nice. Anything else on on that photograph, Ashley? No, I think that's it. It's it's a really really nice shot, and I like what you said, Bob, about the lighting. It's true. It does look like he's stepping into the light. So. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one. I'll, I'll go first this time. <laughs> and this one is called Melbourne One. Took this on the street, obviously wide open or pretty wide mm -hmm. open, which is not easy to do when you're moving around like that. It looks like you've got, got some Harry Krishnas walking by. You know, I'm, I'm glad you shot this with uh, such a wide aperture. I think it makes it a lot more interesting. You, you captured this guy right at the right time with his expression. And I I have a feeling that he's one of the Harry Krishnas walking by and he sees this tourist taking his picture and he gives you a big smile. He was. There and, was a there was a few people who had sort of gathered around and I was I was sort of wrestling in between a few people and trying trying to get a shot <laughs> and he saw me and I think was sort of slightly amused at my effort and in, in trying to sort of speak <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was. These guys were just so energetic and so alive, and particularly the guy in the photo was the happiest of, of them all. He, I don't know how long he had been singing and doing this for, um, but he he looked like it was the first five minutes. And I saw them hours later um, when I went to go out for dinner actually that night, and they were still walking around doing the same thing, and he was still as happy. How how much incense did you buy from him? <laughs> Yeah, dinner was great. I ate lots. <laughs> but uh, no, I really like the fact that you shot this wide open, and, and the back background is blurred very nicely. And I don't think it would be as interesting had you shot it at f eight or f eleven or something, where everything would have been in focus. Um, the 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 guy on the right who's not in focus, I my eye keeps being pulled over to him. You know, I, I look at the guy, I mean, the guy's smile is infectious and it just, he just draws me right in. And then I keep, I keep the, the guy in the, the first guy, my eye keeps being pulled over to him. You know, he's not, he's not sharp. And then my, it moves back, you know, so it kind of moves back and forth. I try to decide where, do I like that or don't, don't I like that? I mean, it's, it, he really anchors it because he's, 
you know, he's so much closer to you. You know, had you, you know, had you stopped down a bit, then he would have been in focus too, but then the people in the background wouldn't have been blurred. So I, I'm just telling you how I feel. I, I'm trying to decide if, is he a distraction or is he a, a really strong element in the picture? And, and I haven't decided that. Um, but I, I like the photograph a lot. And would I have taken it? Yeah, I would have. Would I, would I publish this in the magazine? Yes, I would. As a matter of <laughs> fact, we're going to. <laughs> but, but by itself, um, yeah, I hate to, hate to sound wishy-washy on it, but there's something about it. Did, did you crop this at all? No. So this is just taken on. Uh, this is the first time I'd ever shot and I'd ever shot film. Um, so I took a camera from work. We had a Nikon FA mm-hmm. anyway, and I took a couple of rolls of black and white film and and um, had essentially no idea what I was doing. Um, and so there was a lot of a lot of guesswork involved. Um, what with, film is that? It looks real. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, it's Ilford XP2. Okay. So it's that, that C41-based mm-hmm. black and white film that they have. Um, and so, so yeah, so that was kind of the thing. Um, like, the composition for me was certainly not perfect. Um, like, I find, like you say, I, I feel the same. I, I feel myself kind of drawn to the right of the image. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another one where it was he was, uh, co- like, compositionally, it, it was a little better, but... He wasn't looking at me and he didn't have that big smile. He was sort of looking straight yeah. ahead. And, um, yeah. But I just kind of like this one because it kind of summed up my experience with him. Um, but, yeah, so, no, it hasn't been cropped. It's that That's just sort of straight out of the camera. So, Ashley, what do you have to say about Melbourne One? Well, I, I like this image a lot. I think the story that I get from it is one of just positivity. <laughs> It's real life, but it's refreshing. I feel like a lot of times we see images that depict real life, but they're kind of depressing. Um, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of sad stuff in this world. So yeah, <laughs> it's nice to see an image that has just real life, real people, but it's positive, it's upbeat, it's happy. Um, I really like that, the feel of this image. As far as composition goes, um, I felt a little differently than you guys about it. I felt like, you know, you have the blurred, the blurred guy on the right who's closer, and then we have our super happy guy in the middle who's in sharp focus, and then the blurred crowd behind. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my eye kind of sweeps across the photo, flows really nicely because it's almost like we have our rule of thirds going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of big to small, and I like that about this image. Um, at the same time, I, I too have conflicting feelings. <laughs> I really like that about this image, but I feel like the, the two Harry Krishna guys are really interesting subjects, and I almost would have liked to see a cleaner background. Again, it's out of your control. You're on the street. I mean, what can you do? And after I read your description, I realized that this is a crowd of people watching them, but just at the moment you took the image, not many people are actually looking at them. So I didn't, I didn't get that it was a crowd for them at first when I first looked at the photo. Fair um, enough. Yeah, no. Those was, are things uh, that are they, out of your control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, I was looking for for a cleaner background. I was trying to shoot them back up the street, 
Um, but that kind of moved and then had formed in this little circle and, and so it had, things had kind of changed. The crowd was kind of to the right um, that sort of it was at the end of a lane and, and so they were sort of standing in a in a U sort of shape watching themselves hands out so so yeah mm. sort of getting in and trying to get trying to get amongst them was sort of fun but but yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's a hard yeah. that's a hard thing on the hard thing on the street is trying to find ideally it'd be lovely to let's like the truck thing in the last photo yeah. just trying, <laughs> trying to not have things in the background at times would be lovely but it's yeah yeah and yeah and like you say it would have been nice to have a cleaner background because they're such interesting subjects but after i read your comment they then the people made sense to me they fit in the image and it was part of the story too uh, so you know it's it's a toss-up <laughs> yeah maybe it would have been a better image with a cleaner background maybe not but overall an excellent image uh, this is street photography we have to work with what's going on on the street and try to capture capture that quote-unquote decisive moment um sometimes it's hard to tell right exactly when it's going to be <laughs> yeah you can't mm. I, I i have to disagree i think i i like the people in the background i think it it helps establish where you are and the fact that he blurred them out so well i thought was was perfect because they don't yeah they don't really take your attention but you know they're there you know they're on the street so, the good part about the people is I felt like the positivity, the the happiness and humanity, it kind of spreads with more people. It's like there's all these people here and this guy is still so happy. And the people look like they're they're in a good mood too. So it's it's maybe it's better with the people, maybe not. It was that was one thing I was it's like hard to tell. Would it have been better to just focus on these guys or do we have a more like positive humanity with all the people in the image? Hmm. Interesting. Singing happy songs. Yeah. Singing, <laughs> singing very happy songs. <laughs> yeah. Very happy, repetitive. No, but I like um, it. I, I, but yeah, I'm glad you shot it with with films. I think that's. Uh, I was going to ask you about the black and white, but no wonder it was black and white film. Yeah, it was black and white. It was black and white all the way. I was. Uh, yeah, this was the first thing I saw. Since I put a roll of film in, I sort of put a roll in a roll of film in sort of uh, the the day before, and so I went around and, and shot some things. And I remember seeing these guys sort of at the end of the alleyway and went ooh, ooh and, and went running down, uh, and then having never shot film before, sort of went into a slight panic. Um, <laughs> really, want, really wanted to capture something, but not wanting to stuff it up. I can't look at it. So when you had it processed, did, did you have them do a contact sheet for you? Or did they? Did they? Did you have them um, scanned already? Yeah. So they they just they um, developed them and then they just scanned them. A digital scan of them. Yeah. Um, and so so when the negatives first came out, I I was to be fair, I was expecting them all to be rubbish because no. when I went to go wind the film back in at the end, um, I was standing in a relatively dark room, but not a dark room. And thought it had wound back properly, and then opened it, and it hadn't. And I thought I'd flooded the film, and yeah. oh no, been there, yeah. <laughs> but it was okay. It was it was salvageable. So I was yeah. It was it was it was uh, it was nice to see that I didn't just get back sort of thirty six white pages. Yeah, that happens too. <laughs> That's uh, you know because what I like about shooting films is that in anticipation. I can't wait till it comes back to see what happened. Mm -hmm. I'd never had it before as a young guy like even when I was at 
high school and studying photography, we they got rid of the darkroom about five, four hmm. or five years or so before I came along and studied this. So we just started out with sort of the entry-level DSLRs and stuff. And so I'd always used digital, um, and but had always sort of shot on manual and had got a feeling for light and stuff and, and how to read it. Um, and so the film thing um, was sort of slightly terrifying but also really exciting. And I love the fact that I couldn't, I couldn't edit it. Essentially, I couldn't edit it. Like the what came out of the camera was was the photo. I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. So you never, yeah. you didn't do any post processing on the digital Im- image at all either. No, I think they put on a in their scanner. I think they put on sort of just a general quick correct, mm-hmm. like a density correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't. I didn't touch it. No, not afterwards. Yeah. Well, very well done. Yeah. Very well done. Nice job. All right. Well, now we'll move on to the last one. And Ashley, you might as well take the first crack at this one. This one is uh, Jiper. All right. Well, the colors here are beautiful. Uh, it really is a lot. A lot of this image is about the colors, but not all of it. To me, there's a story here, too. Um, you have, and you said in your, in your, uh, your comments on the image that it was almost surreal. But to me, I feel like it's extra real. (laughs) And part of that is because you see the lush greenery growing up and it's kind of the humidity from it's eating away at the walls. Um, You have the kid on the right-hand side, which I have to ask, is he using the bathroom? I don't know. (laughs) That's what it looks like. Trying to figure it out. (laughs) I... I feel like he might be because that's something I see a lot here in Bolivia, and it looks like that. <laughs> it looks like it looks like that to me as well. I think that's what it is. But it's kind of uh, that's part of it too that makes it feel like it's just harsh real life. Um, with the contrast of the colors, the story that it tells me is one of harsh living conditions, but still seeing the beauty in it and the beauty in life. Um, sometimes. You know, life is always beautiful, even when we have difficulties and hard living conditions. Uh, Sometimes, I don't know, this image was kind of like the harshness of life is trying to eat away at the beauty, but it's still there. Um, So that's the story I felt like I got from it. Uh, There's a lot of interesting visual points here, too, not just the colors. The colors is definitely part of it. Like, I love how the woman, her orange sari is really contrasting, but her green skirt kind of blends in with the grass. Uh, it's just an interesting point. Good catch. And then the size difference between the woman and the, the boy is already small, but since he's crouching down like that, he looks almost too small, <laughs> like unrealistically small. There's a really big difference in sizes between them, which also, mm. also captured my attention. Um, but just a very interesting photo to me. I think it has a, a nice story behind it. I felt like it's more than being surreal, it's very real. But that may be because I've been living in a third world country for a while and I see a lot of things like this on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Um, but just really interesting, really, I felt like the other two photos were very beautiful, visually appealing. This one I felt like left you asking questions, left you saying, what's going on here? Where is this? I, I like that about this image. I think it's very interesting. 
Well, I uh, I can't disagree with anything you said, and I've got a couple things to add, but not much because you you've, I think you hit it right on the right on the head. But uh, yeah, there's a like a lot to like with this image. You know, like Ashley said, the color, the contrast of her, the woman's sorry against the wall. I didn't catch the fact that her her skirt was the same color as the grass, but yeah, it good, so well. <laughs> good one. And um, the uh, the composition is is excellent. I mean, you you know, you really you really nailed the golden spiral here with this, <laughs> and 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 the uh, of course the the point. The, the the focal point in the golden spiral is the little kid's butt. <laughs> but he, he makes the shot too. I mean, this gives you such a strong sense of place. It's uh, you know, I mean, it's it's like the perfect travel photograph, I think. Um, oh wow, right. uh, yeah, good. I really, I mean, I just I like it a lot. I saw it on your website uh, when I first looked at it, so I was really glad that you submitted this one. Um, you know, I'm trying. I, mean, I, I can't think of anything to really say that you could do differently. The only thing I can think you might want to do is wiggle the curves a little bit in uh, Lightroom or Photoshop. You know, maybe up the exposure a tad, about a third of a stop. I, I, I'm splitting hairs here, by the way. Um, okay. to, you know, to get a little more, you know, make the wall just a little bit brighter but then you probably shot it mm -hmm. on a cloudy day and you, and you captured that um yeah. it's funny i did see part of your your statement on this one and you said oh i just took this because of the colors but you know as a result your timing was perfect because you got the, the kids squatting i mean i think if he would have been standing up and looking into the frame it wouldn't have been as, as strong of a, a photograph so your timing was perfect you know, the woman was placed perfectly on the other side of the door. Um, just, I all I can just say is well done. Very nice. I'm jealous. I wish I shot something like this. Oh, thank you. That's 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 very kind. Yeah, it was. I originally shot it because I was dry. I was driving through. Uh, we were driving through sort of the outskirts of Jaipur, and and um, I, uh, the first thing I saw was the colors because obviously that that's a color of that green on the wall and then her orange sari was uh was pretty drawing and i remember seeing seeing the kid there and paying a little him a little bit of attention quite quickly but sort of mainly just photographing her and then um and i, I couldn't quite i couldn't see from the bus what he was doing um but shot the photo anyway and and sort of didn't think much of it and then um in truth i i kind of i submitted this one to you guys because i've always I, I always kind of like this photo because I've always found it a little intriguing and a little um, two-dimensional, but in a good way. Um, and so I thought I'd submit it to you guys because I wanted to get some feedback on it. Because sometimes you have connections to photos that, that you like, but everyone else says, no, that's a bit crap. Um, <laughs> and, and you like it purely just for, for some weird reason that you can't explain. Um, so it's nice, to get, it's nice to get some feedback on it. Um, but, so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I don't. It's hard evaluating your own work. Either you love it, or you hate it. Yeah. So, so yeah, there. I mean, there were there were probably, I guess, prettier photos that I could have submitted, but I, I just, I wanted something that wasn't uh, so super cliche, and and I was really worried while I was away of just coming back with a bunch of 
meaningless travel photos. Um, and so this one was sort of one of the ones that I sort of I sort of quite liked. And it's it's not perfectly sharp and it's a little blurry, but I kind of I guess I kind of like that. That makes no difference. I know the lady's a little soft. It it doesn't matter a bit. I don't think at all. Mm. Mm. At all, I wouldn't submit it to the trolls because it, you know they may say, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get ripped yeah. apart." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you, guys. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, any uh, Ashley, any final thoughts? Uh, we have two out of three photos with headless guys. So that's an interesting. <laughs> ha! What does that say? Oh yeah. Maybe he's an Ichab- Ichabod Crane fan. I, uh, ha! I just, I, I just realized that. That's very true. <laughs> Man, Maybe that's are... the thing subconsciously. She is, she is observant. Yeah. I've got to tell you that. <laughs> two, two headless <laughs> guys. <laughs> no, but that's excellent work. Wasn't what I was going. Certainly wasn't what I was going. Good to know. At you, least I've got you have the start of a series here. <laughs> you yeah, do. What? Yeah, you know, you could probably go through all your photos and and find several with headless people that you never even thought of. <laughs> oh then, God, I can create can create a whole book out of my headless people series. Yeah, there, there you go, and then then you might want to seek counseling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So, Jake, so what do you think? Were we helpful? Were we not helpful? Of course you were helpful. No, this was this was fantastic. It's really nice to uh, – it's it's great to get constructive feedback on things because when you, you have friends and family and, and you have people you show your images to and um, obviously disregarding the trolls, <laughs> as we call them, online – we was just quite happy to tell you that you know you you missed focus by uh, half a touch. Um, but you you if you show friends and family, you know there's there's a connection there and an emotional connection, and and so there's a bit of implicit bias. Um, so you never get a sort of well, you feel that you never get a true um, opinion. Um, and so it's nice to get it's nice to hear the good things, but it's it's even more rewarding to to sort of hear the the negatives um, and the things that can be improved because that's the thing that, that I sort of lust for the most is, is, is sort of what's, what's wrong with it in a good way. Um, and so, so no, thank you. No, you were very helpful. It's, it's really nice to sort of, to get some feedback on them. Oh, well, you're welcome. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we connected and uh, yeah, we've been thinking about something like this for a while. And then when you came along, I thought, ah, he's the perfect victim. That's <laughs> it's pretty fortuitous. It's it's quite. It's, I'm glad that this has kind of evolved. This has been great. We've sort of had a little bit of email correspondence back and forth for the last couple of weeks, and so it's nice to to actually go live. Yeah, yeah. It didn't hurt for you to give us nice compliments on the magazine, by the way. So. <laughs> no, it's, I, those are all genuine. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So why don't you tell everybody where they can learn more about you and see more of your work? So my website is jakemetzgephotography.com. Um, and um, that that's where the my main body of work is. Um, I had a Flickr page a long time ago, but I've sort of subsequently abandoned it. Hmm. Um, if you want to see more of my work or if you want to read a little bit about me, there's a small about blurb um, on my website. Very cool. Uh, what about Twitter, Facebook? You got any of that stuff going? I am on Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook page. It's Jake Mitzke Photography. Um, 
but the majority of, and uh, oh, also my Instagram as well. Ah. Um, it's Jake underscore Metzger underscore. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't just find my own name in there because apparently someone had it already. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I upload I upload uh, relatively regularly to Instagram. That's sort of where the the stuff is sort of filtering through um, the most often. Um, but the the main body of the work is on is on the website. And Facebook page, I'm a little guilty of not quite updating uh, enough. But the Instagram is the one to, to watch. Yeah, very good. And we'll have links to all of that in the uh, in the article as well. Um, yeah, no. So so that's um, there's really. I was going to say that um, I have a blog on my website, um, um, but it was it's it's nothing. Um, it's it's usually just when I'm traveling. Um, and then when I do a bit of writing, uh, sort of here and there, so I I will I will be updating that uh, more and more in the future. So. Yeah, very good. And you can find us at streetphotographymagazine.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I tweet about once a week, maybe not as much as our new president El Donato. Donato, <laughs> Donaldo. How do you how do you say Donald in Spanish, Ashley? Don, Donato. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> El I Donaldo. think they say Donald. Donald, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He tweets a lot. Oh, I tweet God. about once a week, but I'm, I'm at Bob Patterson Webb on uh, on Twitter. What about you, Ashley? Where, where can people find you besides uh, you know, Street Photography? You know, that is a great question. I am, for the past few weeks, I, I've been procrastinating, but I am going to make an Instagram account for my street photography all right. today. Because Yay. I don't think anyone wants to see my cats and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding? Can't do some cat videos. <laughs> cat videos are very popular. Yeah. Um, I should get on Twitter. I should get on Twitter, but I'm a bit of a luddite. I've been sort of. I'm slightly scared by Twitter, um, and not just because. <laughs> not just because your new president is on there. Um, I'm just. I don't quite understand it. Doesn't quite make sense to me, but I've got to get on there eventually because apparently the rest of the world is. Yeah, but before before it goes away, <laughs> it may go yeah, away. Before it goes away, uh, and well, I think the world will be a better place if it does. Yeah, sorry. I, I think so. All right, so I guess that's uh, I guess that's it for now. So thank you, everybody. Thank yeah, you very thank much. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Jake. I really enjoyed this first critique session. It was really nice. Right. I enjoyed it too. Thank, thanks for having me, guys. It, yeah. it's, it's been fantastic. Yeah, and everyone have a very happy holiday season. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Bye.